0: Welcome back to the School of Calisthenics, another positive podcast. We're up to number eight already with me, Jacko. And uh, today's title is The Art of Visualisation. You see it, you do it. Um, You can probably tell by the excitement in my voice, the... uh, I just wanted to switch gears a little bit this week with the positive podcast off the back of the last couple um, of podcasts that I've done. I've been touching a little bit more into the sort of positive mindset um, and sports psychology side of things. And I really wanted to, to press into one of my favorite parts of sports psychology and positive mindset training for performance. But, and I'm, we're going to talk about it in the context of training and performance for that, but you can use it for any area of your life and that is visualisation or mental imagery. Um, The the quote you see, you do it, I think, comes from uh, an American football film, Any Given Sunday. Um, I forget the name of the quarterback now. But, um, yeah, the coach says to him, you see it, you do it before he goes on to the the field, and it's just that idea of, like, you must see something first before we do it. And there's um, one of my favourite... Uh, books, I've got it here in front of me in terms of sports psychology, is uh, The Champion's Mind, How Great Athletes Think, Train and Thrive by Jim Afromo. He's got a PhD, so he obviously knows what he's talking about. And uh, the quote, the it's one of those books where it has a nice quote at the beginning of each chapter and the section about um, visualisation and mental imagery has this quote from Master Swordsman Yugri Maniyu from 1571 to 1646 um, so apologies uh, for absolutely butchering your name, probably, but um, I did I did do my best. And the quote is, see first with your mind, then with your eyes, and finally with your body. I think that really captures it nicely um, because how often do we skip straight to trying to do it with your body, whereas those, those final words are on finally with your body. So see first with your mind, then with your eyes, and finally with your body. Um, so I guess the the very essence of visualization and mental imagery, and I'm using those two terms there because I've always come across the fact that when we talk about visualization is often the, the phrase or the term used, but it doesn't really encapsulate everything that a good visualization process is um, because visualization makes us think only about what we may see, uh, whereas we're going to talk about and I'm going to explain why visualization is going to ne- is necessary to incorporate all of our senses, um, and this is very much because um, in in I guess in the in the in the sports psychology world and what they understand about how the how the brain and the mind work. Um, and bear bear in mind, no pun intended, but bear in mind, there's so like we know loads, but it's a tiny amount of of the potential that we do have of, of understanding the brain and the mind. And as we know more, we, we find out just how incredible um, it is. And I always have explained it like this in the past uh, when I've worked with athletes um, and wanting to explain visualization and um, and try to encourage them with it and explain why it will potentially be very beneficial for them is um, the example of dreams. When you, um, we've all, I'm sure we've all had it where you wake up from a dream and it seemed so real that you're like, uh, I would have it more so where I'm like, my dreams of these type that they feel very real tend to be ones that make me feel anxious. And I'll wake up and I'll be like, I'll feel a bit panicky, I'll feel a bit anxious, as if the actual dream has actually taken place. Um, and that's because the mind cannot distinguish between Um, a very, very real mental image and feeling of what's going on um, compared to when something is actually going on in in real life. So it almost cannot distinguish between those two things if and only if we make that image in our mind uh, come to life and we we make it come to life by bringing in all of our senses and that's why visualisation on its own as a word doesn't really encapsulate everything that it is a mental imagery is probably a a better term that that encapsulates all of that because if you only in your visualization practice and mental imagery only really focusing on what you see then you're missing all those other senses that make up an an image and a feeling that the mind is going to believe is happening right there and right then the beautiful thing about it is you get to control the scenario. So um, if I was working with someone or my own example when I used mental imagery when I was playing rugby was practicing over and over and over again the different skills I knew I was always going to have to perform during a game. And I would practice them during the week and then it'd be part of my warm up uh, in terms of getting my mind focused and ready for the game. I knew I would have to as my position in, in the game. I knew I'd have to make like a, a a cross saving tackle i knew i would have to catch a high ball and there's a few different kicks and things that i'd have to do and so rather than going out and practicing hundreds and hundreds of them in in reality in that actual um physical person you can get so much more practice done and repetitions by using mental imagery and the beautiful thing about it is you're in complete control so you can make sure that that um that kick you practice or the handstand that you're going to do in your mind's eye is perfect. You, you are in complete control of that. The challenge is when you first try and do it is you don't have the, we almost don't have the framework in our mind of like what that perfection is potentially and what that feels like. So you've got to try and practice and work on that. It's not something that happens overnight. You're not just going to close your eyes and imagine yourself doing a handstand now. Um, if that's your goal for example and it be and it be a perfect you're not going to generate a perfect image of yourself necessarily you might do but not necessarily um and it may be a little bit more of a a wish and a daydream rather than a a real mental image of you performing that handstand as as perfect as you possibly can or as, as you want to it takes time, like anything. It takes practice, so it's a skill, a mental skill, is just the same as a physical skill. But what we can do is we can practice those over and over and over again in our mind's eye, and um, and we don't get we don't get tired, and we don't have to physically recover from those things. But we are starting to to wire the brain um, to believe that that is happening. And when you get into certain scenarios, you're almost pre-programming the brain and the mind to to create certain shapes and react in certain ways and in the way that you want to because you're in complete control of that. But like I said, it's going to take a little bit of time. So um, some of the things that are really important about it, you've got two options in terms of practically doing it. I want this session to be very practical, this podcast that you can take away and actually go and uh, do some visualisation and, and mental imagery yourself. Um, I'm using information that I've used with... Um, all the athletes that i've done a mindset practice with um in the past and um it's something that yeah you're gonna be able to take away and do straight away hopefully that's my encouragement to you um so two options in terms of how you do it and you're going to find one a little bit more comfortable than the other probably and i would say if you've never done it before experiment with both but one um is, is seeing the scenario in front of you or your training environment, whatever it is you're doing, out of how you would normally see it out of your own out of your own eyes. Or you can do it in the third person, so where you'd be it's as if you're watching yourself on TV or watching yourself from outside doing it. Um, I always found doing it in the first person, like what I would see out of my own eyes most beneficial because I then when I went into those scenarios that have been practicing the, the visual input that you get in is exactly it's exactly the same as you do it but experiment with both and then what we need to try and do is is then try to try to create that image in our head as one of the senses so what we can see but then we need to bring in everything else what we can smell what we can taste and particularly what we can feel feel is a very good one so take the example of like, um, that handstand your hands are on the floor you've already done a bit of handstand but you know what it feels like when you do a good one so in your in almost when you cl- if you do it with me now as you close your eyes I'm I'm like if you could see me now I look silly uh, talking into the microphone but I'm squeezing my fingertips like they're clawing at the floor um, and imagining what that sensation feels like and and, and feeling my body above me uh, my hips are in a nice control my feet are going up towards the ceiling. I'm, I'm creating a nice long strong shape uh, through my shoulders. Um, and I'm looking down at the floor between my hands and I can and I can see it. I can imagine it there. And I'm making it really, really come come to life. Um, I'm trying to imagine how, how do I actually feel internally during that process as well as externally with my hands on the floor. What's my breathing like? Am I holding my breath? What's the environment around me like? Um, where is my favourite place to handstand or where would I love to handstand the most um, and I hold it and I make those corrections my, and my feet are going a bit far over the top and I pull them back by clawing at the floor with my feet uh, with, my, my, with my fingertips um, so that's the type of thing we need to be we need to be generating that image and our, that whole experience using all of our senses um, external feelings, internal feelings what that looks like how you're, how you're breathing, um, you know, that would give you sensation of like what's going on in and out of your mouth. So you get some sensations through there. You might get some taste, um, what you can hear as well. Um, try to bring all of those in to make that that image as rich and as real as possible. The more you do that, the more you practice, the better you'll get at that. And the more you'll see that transfer through into your training. So it's really great for uh, things that you've got sticking points with. Um, I'd imagine um, it being great for those struggling with a transition on a muscle-up. If you're doing a ring muscle-up saying you just cannot get yourself through the rings. Um, do so if Particularly if you've done something where you've used a band to help you through that transition. You then know what that feels like. You've actually done it. You just need to be visualising that without the use of that band. Um you know, don't get me wrong. The caveat to this is that you need to also do the strength work so that you get strong as well. But certainly the um, for the the process of learning that new movement pattern that you've not quite nailed yet, um, and that skill of that movement, and the quality of that movement, uh, visualization is definitely going to help. It's like you all people have used it for a long time, and if you, any of the top athletes in the world of all um, used it, I remember hearing a story about Wayne Rooney. Um, asking the kit man um, before the game at the weekend, he'd always want to know what kit both teams are wearing, so that when he was at home doing his visualisation, he was doing it in imagining in the stadium that he knew he was going to be playing in, in the right kit that he was wearing, in the right kit that the opposition were wearing in, because that level of detail is important. That's the level of detail that the brain is going to believe, um, and then also that's the level of detail that he's going to then see when it happens in real life. Um, and so what the idea being that when we then, when the brain gets this input in, it's you've almost pre programmed okay, when in my handstand, my feet start going over the top, I've practiced in my mind so many times that I grip with my fingertips and I pull myself back, but not too far, just to that beautiful balance point, And then I hold that position again. And you're starting just to, to cue exactly what you want your behavior to be um, for these skills and these things that we're training in. So that... Is uh, is visualization in a nutshell. My encouragement is to to try it. It's not as complicated um, as you may or may not have thought. If you did think it was being complicated, it is an it is as simple as you got to practice. You might close your eyes. You might not close your eyes. But you're going to practice in the first or third person, and you'll be uh, trying to make that image um, of yourself as rich as possible. And it's not just the image. Isn't just what you see. It's all of those senses um and don't be discouraged if it feels a bit weird at the start and it you don't necessarily feel you might do you might kick up to your handstand or you do your frog to handstand or whatever and you might in your in your in your when you do it you might your, your mental imagery i mean you might fall over because you just haven't given yourself the permission to do this perfect this beautiful handstand that you want to do um aim for perfection in our visualization um Not that we necessarily have to be perfect when we go out and do something physically. But if you're aiming for that perfection, it gives you um, more margin for for error when we go and then do it physically. Um, And stick with it. It's a skill. It's going to take time to to practice. Um, Find a time in the day where you tend to daydream. And rather than just daydream, use it as the time to do some real um, positive work on your on your visualization so for me um a good time used to be either before bed or actually my be- greatest um visualization sessions used to be in the, the shower five minutes and i was always in the shower love it love a, love a shower be in there for five minutes just daydreaming normally and once i started to take this seriously i was like right rather than daydreaming in the shower just, that's going to be my visualization time that's when I, that's when i'm going to do it i have a shower every day so i'm going to then get it done every day and how many handstands do you think you can do in five minutes whilst in the shower? Obviously it doesn't have to be the shower, you can choose when you do it. But how many handstands could you do in five minutes when you don't physically get tired because you're just replaying it over and over and over in your mind? Um it's a lot. I don't know what the number is, but it's gonna be a lot more than you can physically do in real life or in, in, in our physical life. So something to something to try, something to something to practice. Um, I would encourage all of you to, to have, a, have a play around and have a go at this. Pick something that you're trying to work on. Spend a little bit of time each day um, rather than just daydreaming and wishing about it. And um, I'm sure if you stick at it with a bit of practice, your visualizations will get better. And then there'll be a definite knock-on effect into your actual training. Um, and I, for one, would absolutely love to hear about that. So if you are up for this and game, um, do let us know share um share your sort of experiences of using visualization on uh social media particularly a good one is on on stories on instagram tag us in at school of calisthenics on instagram stories um and uh yet yeah, mentioned so this is positive podcast number eight um visualization of the art of visualization um and I would love to love to uh, look forward to seeing those and hearing how you get on with it. If you've got any really sort of specific feedback you'd love to give to me, I'd love to hear from you on email. My email is david at schoolofcalostanics.com. So david, as in my first name, at schoolofcalostanics.com. Don't get confused. Jacko is just my nickname from surname Jackson. Um, and yeah, lots of you have already... Um, each week after i've been doing this positive podcast up to up to number eight now i'm really enjoying it and massively appreciating everyone that's listening and for those of you that take the time to email me afterwards to share your own thoughts um, on the topics we're discussing um, is absolutely priceless and uh, i really 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 appreciate your time and feeding that back Um, so if anyone does want to get in touch or you've got any more questions about visualization um, you can email me directly as well as get in touch with us on social media. And then the final thing just to mention is that um, UK lockdown has continued. So we have continued um, our Hands done Up to Corona offer which is uh, Bodyweight Basics program is absolutely free during and will stay free until the end of UK lockdown. Um, so lots of you have signed up for that. I think there's been 20,000 people or more signed up to that free program, which has been great and you've been really enjoying um, and you've been sharing that with us, um, the training at home with Bodyweight Basics. And then we've also got um, the the 50% off your first month's membership um into the virtual classroom where you get access to uh, all of our programs. On the standard membership, you get the, you get, obviously you get bodyweight basics because it's free, but even when that finishes that, you'll have bodyweight basics. We've got the beginners programs. We've got lower body foundations. We've got the brand new handstand program. We've got frog to handstands. You get bar muscle up. You get ring muscle up. You get human flag. You get back lever. um, You get the video, the full video library. And then there's also the uh, year's worth of, uh, of bodyweight workouts, so there's one every week, so 52 bodyweight workouts that you can work through uh, at your own time and your own pace. So, that is um, there's 50% offer um, on that. The details for that will be in the show notes, uh, but that's inside our virtual classroom, which is just where our, all of our online uh, training programs are. And there's an amazing community of people in there waiting to help you uh, progress and share their experiences with you to help you along your own calisthenics journey, whatever your goals may be, whether you're wanting to learn something specific like a handstand or a muscle-up, or whether you're interested in uh, in just your general uh, bodyweight training, health and wellness, and want to invest in your physical physical pension for longevity. Whatever it may be, we want to help you with that. So thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing those of you inside the virtual classroom, hearing from you on social media, and also picking up some emails with you guys and girls. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, class dismissed.